Installhub.com, streamlining your installations. Hello, thank you for listening and joining me on the pod. We've made it to Friday the 19th of May. You've guessed it, another busy week in the industry. So let's see what's been going on. Kickstarting with this. A leading crew-based employer has invested $10 million into its EV division following the recent acquisition of two EV solution companies. On Wednesday this week, Radius, the global mobility and connectivity leader headquartered in Crew, announced the £10 million investment into its EV division. The multi-million investment comes as Radius recently purchased two EV solution companies, EV Charging Solutions and EV Back Office. Radius is now nearing the completion of its new technology hub on Arden Square in Crewe. The £10 million is being used to bolster the headcount within its charge team, as well as investment into charging hardware. Radius is now uniquely placed to support businesses with their EV transition and charging needs as it prioritises sustainability to meet the government's targets. Now used electric cars are looking more tempting than ever after a big depreciation hit. Faster depreciation means used EV deals may look tempting next to more expensive hybrid and, of course, the petrol rivals. According to analysis from AutoVisa, the company which owns Glasses Guide and Trek's car residual value, the average retained value in April for a used electric car after three years and 36,000 miles is 47.6% of its new cost. That's in stark contrast to the retained value of self-charging hybrid models at 72.8% and petrol engine cars at 67.1%. Now, even supposedly out of favour, diesel performed much better than electric cars, retaining an average of 6.1% of their value. If you live in Telford, then you will be pleased. Telford is set to get 70 more electric vehicle charging points. Electric vehicle charging points will be installed in 21 car parks following a successful bid for government's money. Telford and Wrecking Council said it originally planned to bid for funding for 44 charging points across 10 car parks, but decided to take a more ambitious approach. The £683,370 it received from a Department for Transport fund will pay for 70 charging points. It said each will have sockets to allow two cars to be charged. They will be spread across car parks in Wellington, Dorley, Oakengate, Hadley, Ironbridge and Newport. The local authority said it was now seeking a company to carry out the installation. In other news, Everati has revealed a new EV inspired by the 911 ST. The conversion specialist has added the 70s hero to its growing electric lineup. It does have 440 HP going to the rear wheel via a limited slip differential. That means it's a lot quicker than the original, with a sub 4 second 0 to 60 mph time. The uh, 62 kilowatt battery also gives it a quote range of 200 miles, although probably less if you exploit that level of acceleration too often. Now, this 70s inspired look is built around a G series car, and along with the 21st century popularization, it also has the 21st century tech elsewhere. Features that include the AC and DC fast charging, air conditioning, it's got powered steering, and also Apple CarPlay. Completing the specification, is the option of tractive, active and adaptive suspension. It's definitely one to look out for if you're a bit of a car maniac. It's one to have in the collection for sure. Going from Apple CarPlay to Apple Maps. 
The Porsche Taycan is the second car to actually adopt Apple Maps EV routing feature. All Taycan models are supported, though models from 2021 or older will require a free software update. Studies from the European Environmental Agency and the International Energy Agency has shown that EVs are a greener solution than gas vehicles, no matter where they're driven or how clean power generation is in the area. Worldwide CO2 emissions from power generation have dropped by about 11% since 2007, as think tank Ember Climate depicted in the 2023 Global Electricity Review. These and other date sets show that EVs will continue to become a lower emission product as various countries shift towards renewables for power generation. Think tank Ember Climate has also revealed that Spain, Sweden and Belgium are the European countries setting new wind and solar records. Solar and wind production was more than half of Portugal's electricity for the first time last month. April saw the renewables reach 51% of electricity production, beating the previous monthly record of 49% in December 2021. Strong solar deployments, electricity imports from Spain and lower demand kept energy generated by fossil fuels to just 24%, despite a drought-driven dip in hydropower. As Europe emerges from a crisis winter, strong growth of wind and solar are paying dividends, says Ember analyst Nicholas Flungham. The spring renewables are already lessening the impact of drought and high electricity prices across the EU, as well as lowering emissions. In other news this week, a space mission is set to improve solar storm forecasts. Experts have warned that solar storms can pose a threat to power grids as well as satellites orbiting Earth such as GPS. Satellites launched into space could send back improved warning of danger solar storms thanks to a breakthrough in its way scientists use space weather measurements. Experts from the University of Reading have found that using satellite data that is less reliable but returns to Earth quickly can be used to improve the accuracy of solar wind forecasts by nearly 50%. Speaking of space, could space-based solar power finally be in reach? For years, space-based solar power has seemed like a distant dream. In theory, it works like this. Solar panels are positioned on satellites receiving energy from the sun, and then they transmit this energy to Earth via either microwaves or lasers. There are receivers on Earth that then take this energy and store it in battery plants, where it can be used as a source of clean energy for homes, businesses, and just industries in general. Now, the benefits of such a process are significant. Unlike solar panels on Earth, space-based solar farms could generate energy 24 hours a day and as a result could generate 40 times as much energy as earth-based solar power scientists have been developing space-based solar technology for half a century and in the past five years there has been increasing discussion of tests for smaller space-based solar farms Excitingly, a few recent technology developments in the field might have the answers to some of the problems that have held back this technology for decades, including prohibitive costs and the logistical challenges of building power generation facilities so far from Earth. But I mean, look, solar panel needs sunshine, place it near the sun. It's gotta work, right? Great findings and hopefully we'll get there pretty soon. 
are now to battery news this week. A security guard has claimed he cheated death after his e-scooter burst into flames as he had it charging in his kitchen. Footage released by the London Fire Brigade showed the lithium battery exploding in a cloud of toxic smoke as flames of more than 1,000 Celsius melted the vehicle within seconds. Luckily, nobody was hurt, but please do let this be a warning. A battery gigafactory deal with Jaguar Land Rover could be imminent, according to Jeremy Hunt. The Chancellor says watch this space on increasing supply side for electric vehicle manufacturing in the UK. Negotiations are ongoing between the Indian-owned car manufacturer and the Department for Business and Trade over a new Gigafactory, which would supply car batteries for electric EVs. The Chancellor has suggested that an agreement could soon be struck that would drastically increase UK capacity in the supplying of batteries for EVs. Panasonic has also announced plans for multiple new battery factories in North America by 2030. Now, over in France, they have announced this week that they will spend £500 million a year on tax credits for wind and solar power, heat pumps and batteries funded by a tax rise on carbon incentive fuels. The tax credit makes France the first EU country to take advantage of a loosening of European state aid rules in recent months in response to new tax subsidies in the United States made available by the Biden administration's £340 billion inflation reduction act. Now, Le Maurice, who is the ministry, said the tax credit, which will be available on a temporary basis in line with the new EU rules until 2025, with the possibility of an extension to 2029, was expected to generate private investment totaling 23 billion euros by 2030 and directly create 40,000 jobs. So what's been happening this week with green tech? Well, work is underway at Peterborough College to raise funds for £12 million with a centre in mind for green technology. The tech hub is expected to open to students next year. Plans for the three-storey technology centre recently secured planning approval from Peterborough City Council and they can't wait to be boosting green technology knowledge in their area. Green Tech, the International Horticultural Trade Fair, is said to experience significant growth this year with 525 stands. This is according to the Mariska Drechler, who is the director of the Horticulture Green Technology Global. Themes such as chemical-free farming and renewable energy are trending in the industry. Also, there is a growing emphasis on biodiversity. Mariska also notes that sustainability is not just about what suppliers deliver, but how they operate their own businesses. Pre-registration for visitors has been steadily increasing, with a notable number of 14 sign-ups from trade missions, including South Korea, China, Canada, America, Romania and Bulgaria. This year, access to the trade fair is free for those invited by an exhibitor, whilst other visitors can purchase tickets. This is partly to enhance the quality of visitors, but also to ensure the quality of the knowledge programmes. Green Tech is investing heavily in these programmes and pavilions, such as on renewables and robotics, to make the event as attractive as possible. And if you'd like to find out more about the Green Tech event, you can check online.
And finally, the UK government has announced over £65 million of investment to help speed up the development of new green technologies. The UK is today leading a global agreement to make green technology cheaper and more accessible around the world, whilst also creating green jobs for generations both at home and abroad. So that's it. You are now in the know. A very busy week indeed. I'll be back with you next Friday, keeping you up to date. Do be sure to like, subscribe and tell your friends about the pod. And remember, here at Install Hub, we're forever helping you to streamline your installations so you can work smarter and have a little more time to yourself. Be sure to check us out on installhub.com.